0: Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's street lights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing
1: who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power.
0: eat sleep fantasy What is going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy Dynasty Night. I will be your host, Austin, your dynasty noob. Joining me as always is the teacher from the West Coast, uh John Chapman. What's going on, John? Man, just
1: glad to be here, and I'm ready to argue some dynasty. We've been so friendly. I'm looking to peck a fight today.
0: Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I think. We're, I think tonight is the night. Also joining me tonight is Stephen, the Dynasty Architect. What's going on, Stephen? I'm the engineer. You're the architect, buddy.
2: But I am good. Oh, Jesus, how's everybody doing? And John coming on here so violent, looking for fights already. Jesus Christ, the season hasn't even started.
1: I know. That's. I need violence in my life somehow. So we're going for verbal
2: violence today.
1: I think. I think it's going to bring out the best in our relationship. It's
2: because everything's rainbows and unicorns out there in Pasadena, right? Hell
0: yeah, it is. Oh, dirty. That was dirty. And also joining us as well, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Dale DeMott. What is going on, Dale? What's up, guys?
3: Uh, I'm so happy to be on Dynasty Night. This is the 11th Dynasty show we've done. This one is a little different because we are releasing it on a Friday morning instead of the usual Saturday or Sunday. So I'm really excited to uh, just join in on the Dynasty Talk uh, I started the early, early off season kind of as a dynasty noob, but I have like honed in with the help of you guys, Austin, John, and Steve. I am, I'm ready. I'm ready to go with dynasty. I know so much now it's, I'm going to blow your socks off.
0: So Dale, if we were going to give you a nickname, what would be your dynasty nickname?
3: Um, I don't know. You put me on the spot. Let me think about it. I don't have one yet, What? I can't. but man, one thing, one thing I will tell you. No matter what, on this show today, we are going to be the only podcast that is not talking about the Yanni and Laurel stuff.
0: Oh, you just brought it up. Oh, man, you just brought it up. We didn't want to we're talk about talk Yanni about and Laurel. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Yanni and Laurel? <laughs> we can all agree that it says Laurel, right? I don't know. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. I've just seen it on Twitter it, everywhere. It's
1: <sighs> terrible, first off. and uh, Yeah, would you
0: like to explain what Yanni and Laurel is going on? I hear on?
1: Gary. I hear Gary every time.
2: Jeez.
0: Okay, this is a disaster already. I'm sorry to even it It
2: sounds different when you're at different distances because of the decibel level.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's what a smart person would say. I'd just say, what the fuck? (laughs) It sounds like Laurel.
2: But you want to know what the lady dropping a deuce and Tim Hortons and throwing it behind the counter is a lot more funny than what we're talking about here.
0: (laughs) Okay. That
3: was a little weird. I don't know if I missed something or not, but... Um, guys, we have a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, I'm excited, again, to be on this podcast, Dynasty Night 011. I do want to tell everybody before we get started, we have a brand new website out and ready to go, eatsleepfantasy.com. We're going to be dropping tons of content there, articles. You can sign up for Eat Nation on there. We have several different uh, levels of membership, everywhere from $5. I think it goes up to like $120, and you get tons and tons of perks, including draft kits, uh, being in our listener league, get one-on-one questionnaires, Skype calls, all that stuff. So check it out, uh, fantasycom and don't forget Twitter and all Facebook and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dale. um, Another little bit of housekeeping. Do you want to talk about NFCC or NFFC?
3: It's NFFC, National Fantasy Football Convention. We will be there uh, this July. If you guys are curious, I think there's going to be over 200 players there. We're going to be there on um, whatever, Radio Row, whatever it's called. Uh, So hang out with us. Come see us. We're going to do a live draft and stuff after the event at one of the local bars and if you're interested in going we'll save you $25 by using promo code esf when you buy the tickets that's esf for easily fantasy so uh yeah save 25 bucks i think the the lowest ticket is like 100 bucks so you use our promo code it's going to be 75 bucks check it out and don't forget let us know if you're going and uh we'll save you a spot at the the sports bar that we're going to go
0: to hang out with us have a couple drinks it's going to be fun dale thank you for making this podcast sound professional so I got a question for you guys, and don't you don't have to answer this if you know say your bosses or coworkers listen to the podcast, but have you guys tried the marijuana edibles? Yes, once upon okay, a time there's one, yeah, okay, once upon a time, so I got a story, Dale did you uh no, I have not, but it- it's really okay. intriguing, okay, so I got a story for you guys, so last Thursday, I'm not gonna lie with all the the stress and stuff you know, with the house, uh, selling the house. And then, you know, I was kind of in a little bit of pain. I was like, you know, I've never tried marijuana in my life. Never, ever I grew up kind of in a, uh, religious environment. I really didn't start drinking till, you know, I moved out of the house. I joined the army and I was in Korea and I was a fish out of water. So I was like, Hey, I really want to try these. You know, it's been, you know, it's been long enough. I'm out of the army. I got, you know, I don't have to worry about urinalysis anymore and stuff like that. So we went down to the local store, right? And let me tell you, the selection was amazing. Uh, I'm not gonna put a plug in because they they said they wouldn't pay me any money, so <laughs> screw them. But they did get a little bit of money out of me. So we bought the chocolates, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm a big boy, so I figured, you know, I can eat a whole I figure a whole chocolate. Now my daughter and my wife tried it as well, and they both took half. Uh my daughter had the munchies and then crashed, like literally crashed. Wait, right, not uh, my not wife. Start- don't, don't say she literally crashed. She she went to sleep. Okay. Was, that's what crashing means. Okay. Dale, what does crashing mean to you? Like a crashing a car or something? No, you don't oh say. God, they crashed. She didn't literally asleep. crash anything. God, she, she literally crashed. She was like a ping See, pong it, it, ball. If <laughs> if she was driving a car, I would have put in the story that she drove the car okay. and crashed. Okay. But no, she crashed. She went to sleep. She literally she literally went to sleep. Literally went to sleep. I got you. Literally. Okay. Anyway, so I was you know I was like okay, it didn't do nothing to them. I took a whole one. And I'm about 45 minutes in and I'm like, I don't feel nothing. I was like, I think I'm going to try another one. And thank God my wife read the directions. Says, hey, it says wait 75 minutes because at the hour mark, it hit. And when it hit, boys, let me gotcha. tell you, I was sick to my stomach for the next six hours. Uh, yeah. And I'm t- when I say sick, I was literally puking, <laughs> Dale. That's what I mean by literally puking. <laughs> literally. So it, I was... Pr- so for 6 hours I kept reading online I was like will this thing ever last how do I make the high go away I mean it was it was so, rough. You're so high
3: and you were puking
0: Oh yeah it was bad mm-hmm. like I'm going to try it again I will try it again mm-hmm. um There's I don't l- think I'll lower try the an dosage edible. a little bit Yeah exactly Try go the cheese half. I heard the go cheap half, cheese half, man. Be. Yeah so if you're out there and you want to try it I would recommend small doses don't mm-hmm. go, go for it all at once
2: Get a sucker The
0: suckers are
1: not bad. I've tried the gummy bears and I've tried the chocolates and I had both of the exact same experiences that Austin just explained. One of them was on a ski trip in Colorado and it hit (laughs) on a lift. So Um, did you you crash
2: into trees?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't crash, but I was in the bathroom for a long time and then I had to ski down. Uh, It was a great day,
2: except not for me. John going down the hill. We
1: it was bad. It was bad.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's let's get into some dynasty football talk, foes. So not a lot of news out there. Um, Gambling has been approved. (laughs) And with with that, let me tell you, if you're listening to this, we will be doing a DFS episode and DFS stands for daily fantasy. I forgot what that stands for, but daily fantasy sports. There you go. So basically we will be, we will fulfill all your needs uh and desires when it comes to daily fantasy uh as far as plug-in i can tell you right now i'm 80 percent when it comes to 50 50s and it took me three years to hit big on a tournament but man when i hit big on that tournament it pretty much covered those three years worth of fees so yeah that's yeah definitely we just brought in another writer mark he will be handling a lot of our uh what do you want not fan fan duel but the other one DraftKings. so So, like I said, come come to Eat Fantasy for everything you need for for all your gambling needs as well. And and uh, I'm telling you right now that we're going to give tons of DFS content in the
3: offseason. But as soon as the season starts, all the DFS and all the Dynasty content will be shifted over to our five dollar membership plan. Uh, So, yeah, when you go to the website, you log in and there's going to be special podcasts with Austin and special Dynasty stuff with Steve and John And so it's going to be pretty cool, Um, and that's going to be all behind the member login. But we're going to give it to you for free uh, this offseason, so don't worry.
0: All right. Who wants to talk about the Saints? Nobody. Nobody wants to talk about the Saints? No one wants to talk about AP going to the Saints in the Uh, rumor out
2: there? I don't. I mean, if he goes there, great, but I don't really see anything big going on with that. He's not going to go anywhere in rankings. Nope. I, I don't know. It'll it'll be like yeah. last year. They'll they'll get a couple weeks out of them when Ingram comes back, or if they like what they see out of the rookies, then they'll just dump them.
1: Yeah, yep. and I, I will say Sean Payton came out and said, the biggest mistake we can do with this Ingram suspension is give Kamara more touches. He's like, that's not what we're going to do. So I understand everybody got super excited about Kamara, and they bumped him up in their rankings. That's fine, but his touches are going to stay the same.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I was – I think we all agree it's about 15 touches per game. I think is what we came cuz I think it was tw- the most he had last season was like 16 in one game, but he averages about 12. So um hey, I'm not tracking. I see on here a Jai got in trouble, but I'm not tracking anybody want to touch yeah, on this.
1: Yeah, uh something small. He had an Airbnb that <laughs> threw basically oh, like geez. a rap party and uh he's being sued for like 25 grand and pushed the guy trying to collect money supposedly. And so he got into some trouble. If you you go into the uh, comments, they posted some of their messages back and forth. It is highly entertaining. uh, Comments about too many white bitches and things like that. Uh, Very, very (laughs) entertaining. And also Christian Kirk uh, got in trouble as well for throwing rocks (laughs) at a golf tournament after he got drunk and busting some windows. So uh,
0: that's fun.
2: See, maybe you can get Kirk for like cheap out from Austin since he's he's a villain. I've already tried it. I'm a
0: hoarder. Yeah, I well, have all the troublemakers right now.
2: You knew Ajayi was going to start some shit, so that's why you traded him to me, you dirty I bastard. Did. I See, did. That's where the fight started. It's on
0: now. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and then, Steven, uh, Calvin Ridley's lining up in the slot and outside?
2: I think, for, I think that adds some value for him. Honestly, I expected him coming in and just being uh, the number two guy there, uh, opposite of Julio. But if they're going to slide him in the slot, he's a good route runner, and he has good hands, so... If they're going to play him in both uh, situations with how Matt Ryan likes to operate, I I think that adds value.
0: Just to say no, Stephen. I don't. So suck it.
1: Yeah, well, but that's a, you got to look at what Taylor Gabriel <laughs> yeah. did. He's gone now. So Exactly. Not only is he getting those but the the Falcons they don't keep the receivers out there the whole time. Like they rotate them. And so he's going to get some snaps outside and inside. So He's a little bit more fantasy relevant than I would have thought originally. I really do.
0: All right, now let's move on to some dynasty talk. Hey, the reason we brought Dale on is you know he's part of our ESF dynasty group. And Dale, I'd like to get your thoughts on your team and, and your draft strategy and uh, pretty much how you came up with your the team that you have now and expectations for it.
3: Yeah, um, you know I tried to uh, first of all I I traded like crazy. I probably over traded a little bit. To begin the the draft, (laughs) Uh, I ended up with a late round first and then moved back to getting a uh, late second and a couple of actually three thirds. And so I had a one, two and three threes to start off. Um, I guess the biggest news out of everything, uh, this is again, 10 team league that you guys talked about last week. I ended up with Cream Hunt as my first pick in the late of the first And then uh, Devontae Adams, which I'm really excited about in the middle of the second. Uh, The biggest biggest thing for me, I ended up with Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen as my wide receivers as well. But then the biggest thing is I got Deshaun Watson in the third end of the third round, a 10-man league. Uh, That caused a little ripples. Uh, People were yelling at me. Some people said okay, but most of the time people were saying I'd reached, I reached. The reason why I reached for Deshaun Watson late in the third is because I traded... A lot of my fourth, fifth, and sixth round pick. And so I knew that when quarterbacks started coming off the board, my number one quarterback, my number one overall quarterback is Deshaun Watson this year. And especially in the Dynasty League, I'm really excited for him. So I knew if I didn't get him late in the third, I wouldn't have gotten him. I, don't, I didn't think I would. Um, maybe I could have or you maybe I could have, have traded Not him in
1: that, our league. But. Other quarterbacks went before you yeah. picked again.
3: Right, right, exactly. So I knew that there would be at least be a couple quarterbacks, and I didn't want to take the chance. I thought if I wanted Deshaun Watson, I had to get him. So, uh, And I always preach this too. If you guys really want a player and you feel highly about a player, take him when you can get him. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to watch him go off in the sixth round right before I picked in the seventh. So I went ahead and grabbed him. I could have gotten other guys, uh, you know, like Allen Robinson uh, went after Deshaun Watson, guys like Jarvis Landry, uh, Ty Hilton and uh, and Corey Davis. So, I could have gotten another wide receiver out of it. Most of the good running backs that I wanted that early were already gone. So, that's that's pretty much my draft story.
2: If he was your guy and you really wanted him and from the sample size that you got last year, it's in your circumstances kind of hard to pass up on him and if he does continue that trend, you're you're going to look smarter than most of us. So,
3: yeah. I mean, and I mean, you know, I've I've done my uh my uh, background check on Deshaun Watson and it it all checks out. Does he so,
2: have a good credit um, score?
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. All right, John, why don't you, uh, take us through a couple of the trades that happened this week on, uh, the ESF dynasty league.
1: Yeah. So, uh, dynasty league, this is a uh, half point PPR, but it's interesting starting format. We have three starting wide, uh, running backs, three wide receivers, and three flex plays, so a whole—it's a very deep starter league. And I want to talk about a trade that actually didn't go through with a Dell, a good old cutie Dell over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Why did you turn down this deal? So the deal was, Dale would have gotten Christian McCaffrey and Michael Gallup, and I was asking in return Devonte Adams and James White. So talk us through why you re- rejected this and broke my heart.
3: Yeah, uh, really, the, looking. On paper without looking at rosters, it's pretty close, especially in a PPR dynasty league. I really do like Christian McCaffrey. Uh Gallup and James White, I feel like I think maybe Gallup does have a small edge over James White, but not huge. Uh so really we're talking about CMC for Devontae Adams. For for my roster, I have Adam Thielen and Amari Cooper, which I I'm confident that both at least one of them will hit. <laughs> um both kind of between Cooper and Thielen. I don't know. It's it's a little risky for me, and to leave Devontae Adams out of the picture, which is my clear cut number one wide receiver. I just didn't feel comfortable having having those guys uh, gotcha. to pick up the slack. Yeah. But
1: if you look at your starting running backs right now, uh, again you got Cream Hunt, who I love, but then mm-hmm. after that you got Devontae Freeman, Carlos Hyde, James White.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have it would have helped my running back situation for sure. Um I just I value I value Devontae Adams more than more than Christian McCaffrey on my roster. All
0: right, all right, all right. Man,
3: I mean I I actually really I think I got uh a lot of value out of Devonta Freeman uh, as late as I did. I think he's I think he's gonna be a stud this year. And I know Carlos Hyde now has a competition with Chubb uh in the backfield as well. I think I'll I think Carl, maybe not long term. I'm not thinking long term right now, but this season I think Carlos Hyde is gonna secure his role. In the backfield for at least three quarters of the season before having any real, real issues in the backfield there.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. And the value for Devontae Adams is unreal. This might be, I mean, he's one of those guys that could be the number one overall wide receiver. So I get it. I mean, there's a reason why I was trying to trade for him.
3: Sure. And whenever you try to trade, I know that you really know what you're doing. And so I figured... Uh, you wouldn't <laughs> ask for a trade that you weren't gonna win. So
1: if, but see, uh, here's the, that's Damn, that's a putting fallacy. you on that blast is right you know the, hey, That is, but you wrong, know what, fellas, man. he
0: he makes a great point because I'm not gonna lie. It whenever I get a trade from you two, I'm like, man, I you know when we talk about cringing, I'm like, ooh, is this <laughs> yeah. really gonna help me or is this really helping him? And you you're honestly in in this situation, you're second guessing yourself because that does sound like a good trade, you know, on paper, but. You know, long term. You know, as one of us guys, just trying to get our foot in the door with Dynasty, it's like, oh, you know. What? Another thing, you know, like I've told you guys before. Another problem is I kind of want to see how this book plays out. I kind of want to see how the ending is. You know, I drafted this team. You know, I put together one hell of a draft scheme. You know, it's hard for me to let these guys go now. So, any uh, any thoughts or suggestions?
1: Man, you always got to do what makes your roster better. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter who's making the deal. Um, I don't know. You you got it, and you explained Dell how you didn't think this benefited you. But let's talk about a trade that did happen between Steve and I Uh, right after the episode last week with the wonderful Armando. um, We got a deal done. Steve and I did, and so basically, Steve got Jay Ajayi and Dion Kane, the rookie wide receiver for Indianapolis Colts. And a 2019 third round pick, and I went against my better judgment and picked up a tight end. I know I don't believe in tight ends; they don't exist. But I get Zach Ertz and Jamal Williams and a 2019 second. So, uh, let's go to the Madman Steve. Walk us through why you wanted this deal.
2: I wanted this deal because I wanted I wanted another solid running back. I mean, I was I was happy with having uh, Kamara Cook and Cohen and even Jamal Williams, but. Ajay is young, and I know he has somewhat of a lingering knee issue, but there's enough talent there in Philadelphia that he's not going to carry a ton. And during his time there behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, he averaged well over five yards to carry, and he played really well when he got his touches. Not only that, he said he's going to be running for a contract, and if things play out and they go well, Philly's going to resign him. So he could very well be in a in a very young situation there with a ton of talent and a great offensive line, and he's a guy that has RB one upside all day long. And if I put him along with the other guys that I have in a PPR format, I'm happy with that. And then Deion Kane, there's really nothing set in stone. Um, the opposite of T.Y. Hilton uh, over over there in Indianapolis, and. If the graces of God allows Andrew Luck to come back with a shoulder that he can play the rest of his career in, I really like the upside that that guy has. Hurts?
1: yeah, he could be the number two yeah. guy there, easy. And it it was funny, we went back and forth. I was trying to throw in so many other pieces besides Deion King that was almost a deal breaker for me, given given up him just because the potential is so much. Um, I love this deal because I had Aaron Jones, and I do not know who is going to come out the number one in Green Bay. But I want a part of that offense. I got rejected by Dale um, in his cold heart. So I wanted to go after the backfield. And so I paired up Jamal Williams with Aaron Jones. It's a deep league. One of those guys is going to be a stud for me. Possibly both. I don't like starting two backs out of the same backfield. But, and then I upgrade tight end. I get Zach Ertz, who is my number two overall tight end in Dynasty. So it worked out for me. It, it was a close deal, though. This is a example of... I think both of our rosters got better because we were able to fit different needs and, and that's why we trade. So um wanna turn it over to you, Steve, and talk a little bit about the Listener Diner Dynasty League that we got going. So
2: I think this is gonna be a really fun league. We have our draft uh coming up here on Sunday. Um and, and it's really interesting because we have people from across the globe uh involved with this. Uh one of our listeners from Australia, uh the Netherlands I believe as well. Um Clayton, uh, who's part of the ESF team up in Canada, and you know everybody else that's here. So it's really going to be interesting, and we're doing a slow draft as well. Uh, The format's different, Um, but this week has been a lot of fun. So we it it was kind of hard getting everybody to warm up to trading, and some people have really haven't made any moves, and they're comfortable because they want to see how this plays out, and that's fine because not everybody has done this, but. You know, I was able to work out a few deals, move my way around the board, and a couple guys caught on to what I was trying to do, so they gave it a shot. So we got the board mixed up a little bit, and you know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and I'm excited to be in this league with these guys, and I, I think this is going to be a great time.
3: How did you guys start this league? Where, where did it start off, and who? How did you decide who was in so, it? So,
2: um, so Chris Coleman over there in Australia, he's the commissioner. And I believe he reached out to you, Dale, um, about a dynasty oh, yeah. League or how to start one. So <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah, you, plug there, Dale. you 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 turned a, you, <laughs> you turned him my way and, and Chris and I have been uh, we've been talking a lot ever since. So uh he asked me to be a part of the league cool. and I turned it over to the listeners. Uh, you know, just gave up my spot there and you know, as things developed and whatnot, uh, a spot opened up so you know, he asked me to come on again and co-commission with him, so that's what I'm doing. And uh, Clayton was already a part of that before he jumped on board. That's that's how long this has been going on. Um, but I think everybody's getting comfortable, and you know, we we keep in touch through uh, Facebook Messenger. And I know everybody's really excited about this league. So just spending the last couple months helping uh, helping Chris and the guys, you know, get the league set up. Any information or questions or anything like that that they had. Uh, It's been fun to be a part of.
3: Yeah. um, Now, it is kind of coming back to me. Uh, We have a couple Dynasty Leagues actually started through our uh, private Facebook group, the Eat Nation private group. Uh, That is also part of the membership, by the way, if you go to the website. But a lot of that stuff, um, I think we have maybe two or three Dynasty Leagues that were started in that group just from people talking to each other and stuff. Yeah, I want to say
2: three of them for sure because there there were a list of people that wanted to be a part of it. It was just kind of a first come, first serve type thing
3: and it's, and it's all like like-minded fantasy people you're not just getting some random, you know, guy that is just starting fantasy like where they're all kind of relevant, they know sort of what they're doing at least. And uh so it's it's a good pool of people to to work with. Yeah, so one kind of cool. our
2: listeners, Blake, you know, he he was telling me he's only been in fantasy football for a couple of years and he jumped into this dynasty league and He's he's been a, gr- a little aggressive, uh, making trades in, in a format nice. that uh, he's not familiar with. So that was actually really cool, and and he's pulled <laughs> off some good deals. That was really that was really nice to see.
3: Nice, pretty cool. All
0: right, fellas, let's move on. So, John, you set up this segment, uh, the looking at the biggest deals and reaches from uh, mock you did. Why don't you go over and tell the listeners what we're about to go through?
1: Yeah. So, if we look at right now, we're just going to focus on kind of rookie redraft. Um, the average draft position that's going on right now in standard formats. I'm sorry, half PPR formats. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through each round and we're going to break up the first, second, and third round. And we're going to look at the biggest steals slash reaches from each round. So um, as we go through this, understand this is kind of synced together. This isn't a draft that I did. This is several different drafts blended together to get their ADP. And so, so yeah, so let's go through – um austin go ahead and read us off the first round and then we'll all kind of after we finish the first round we'll jump in and argue and call each other names okay it's so it's a fun.
0: 12-man league so obviously the first one was saquon the next one was juice to get loose or geis whichever you prefer uh, michelle sony sony michelle uh penny chubb R- uh ronald jones dj moore calvin ridley freeman sutton Carrion johnson and the first QB, Baker. So that was the first round. All right, John, who was your who was your steal? Who, give me one of your steals.
1: So, yeah, my steal on this one was pretty easy, and that's Royce Freeman. Um, he wasn't a guy that I was really high on before the draft, but the fact that you can get somebody at the 1.09 rookie draft that has a possibility to be a three-down back on a decent offense – now that C.J. Anderson is gone, I think that's a steal. Um, I have no problem taking Freeman as high as four. So I, I thought that was awesome at the one hundred and nine okay.
0: pick. Now, Dale, you have down here you have a steal as Saquon Barkley. I'm really, I'm really, um, I'm really interested in why this was a steal for you.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you see the first overall pick, we don't really think steals, right? But uh, Saquon is in a tier all by himself. He is, uh, I think, a consensus top twelve running back in redraft not only in Dynasty, but uh, you know in Redraft League. So if you have the first overall pick, I think Saquon Barkley is a steal um, just by getting that first overall pick, and he's going to be a difference maker from the beginning. So it's a no-brainer
0: for me. Anyone got any issues with uh, Saquon Barkley being a steal?
1: No, I'm trying to get him. Uh, right now in a super flex league, um, I lost the championship by .2 points, and my two quarterbacks are Kirk Cousins and the wonderful injured Andrew Luck. And so I'm trying to trade Andrew Luck to a team that has no QBs for the number one. And he is thinking about it. This would be like the deal of all deals. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Do whatever you can to get that one-on-one. Saquon is a buy, a
0: huge buy. All right, Steve, yeah. who's your first deal?
2: I like carry on Johnson, to be honest with you.
0: Boo. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: whatever. <laughs> I, he landed in a, he landed in a beautiful situation. <laughs> and I mean, getting him to me, I mean, I would take carry on over guys like Sutton. I would take him over DJ Moore. I would take him over Nick Chubb, Rashad Penny even, all day long. So the fact that he's sitting in the 11th spot in the first round and the situation that he's in, I really like him. I mean, I, the return on investment may not stick out this year, but it's not going to for Chubb, a guy like Chubb either, who has taken six picks before him. So I don't know. I think carry on's the steal. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's – that's a valid argument. I mean, as far as, you know, the long term solution or this year's solution, you're not going to see a big jump from a lot of these running backs that were picked before him. I'll just segue right into it. And Carry on Johnson was one of my reaches for the draft uh, for the first round. Ooh, here Johnson, it goes. You just said he was the 11th pick in the first round. The, the problem I have, there are a couple of problems I have with Carry on Johnson. One, the. The opportunity, I think, people are blowing it out of proportion a little bit. The Lions don't ha, hasn't haven't had a good run game in so long, and I don't think it's necessarily the personnel. Uh, I think they have issues on the offensive line, and uh, and they just have uh, issue with their run scheme in in general. On top of that, Carreon Johnson, let's not forget, he's uh, he's been injured a few times, not only in college, uh, but in in his high school career as well. He's a big guy. He's a you know bruiser runner, whatever you want to call that. I don't, I don't even know the term for it, but he's a big <laughs> runner, and I think that translating to the NFL is uh, I, it's not going to be as powerful as as one might think watching him in high school and college. So I I'm just a little worried.
2: Uh, he's he's a he's a multi dimensional back that Detroit's never had though. You know, so they've always tried to wrap up their needs in a bunch sure. of different guys. Well. You know they have you know you'll still have theoretic I expect to stick around yeah. even after this year because uh, all those guys their, their contracts come off the books so but carry on gives them everything they need wrapped up in one player, and then you just need that change of pace back to to give him a breather and that offensive line, you're absolutely right is always worrisome, um, but with what they have on paper, if it's healthy. Uh, Will be a good enough offensive line for Matthew Stafford and Carryon Johnson to do what they need to do sure. in that offense. I get it.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll add, you know, the, the pro You said this earlier. This year, you got to taper your expectations for Carryon because as long as Legarrette Blunt's there, he's going to be scoring the touchdowns. Uh, Theo Riddick's twenty six. He's not giving up that third down roll. So once Legarrette Blunt's gone, man, I love this guy. But again, if you need a running back this year, I'm. St- I'm I'm punting on carry on Johnson personally.
0: So I think we all agree that's not a steal. That's not a steal, Steve. <laughs> that's, that's not a steal. I hate you all. all right. He has decided. Yeah, it's been decided. I like it. So my so my uh my steal was Rojo Ronald Jones. Hey, uh, so I, I look at it only because Again. of his landing spot, and, and it's honestly, <laughs> You know, I don't have a lot of stats to go along with him. But when you look at like Juice guys. You know, Sony Michelle, Penny, Chubb, they all didn't have that perfect landing spot, in my opinion. Now, don't get me wrong, I do have concerns. Uh Jones, Jones does have a rough rough schedule this season. I mean, but his first, you know, they had their rookie practice come up right. He grabbed the ball, had it, and uh he he basically what they said he wowed everyone around. But you know, you can take that for what it's worth. But for the landing spot at Tampa Bay, at the 106, I think Rojo's a steal in this situation.
1: It doesn't hurt that you have him on your dynasty roster, right?
0: Um, I honestly. Did... So he's a no, little biased there, right? I'm not biased because I was actually looking. <laughs>
1: Look at that big smile.
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you say DJ Moore is a steal? I don't think he's a steal at 107. So, yeah. And well, like I said, Chubb, Penny, I mean, those are all great running backs coming out of college. But they, you know, like you've all said, they all have their red flags. There's not many red flags coming out of Jones. So, you know, for for a thought process and logic, it only makes sense to go with somebody, you know, that you're comfortable with. So
2: Well said, well said.
0: Thank you, thank you. Now, let's move on to reaches. And, John, once again, we'll start with you as far as what do you consider a reach in the first round? Yeah, you
1: know, kind of reach-arounds are my special. So, here I'm going with good old Chubb. Um, I, I feel like that fits at the one Oh five perfectly
2: um, <laughs> reach around. Chubb. I
1: absolutely hate this landing spot for Chubb. Uh, his talent is awesome. The draft capital is there. He went very early in the second round, but what the hell is Cleveland going to do? Uh, they re-sign, they don't re-sign. They bring in Carlos Hyde and pay him a three year deal, 5 million a year He's not going anywhere this year or next year if they cut him next year, they lose seven million dead money on a running back. That's not happening. um, you're not gonna get rid of again one of the best third down backs in the league in Duke Johnson, so just the opportunity is not there. I have no clue why people are taking him in the top five um you gotta wait two years. You're waiting two years on this guy and a top five pick. I just don't understand the Nick Chubb love. Don't get it,
3: okay. You don't think that Nick you don't think that Nick Chubb could creep in to uh, I imagine he'll start stealing carries towards maybe the later last 25 percent of the season and uh and then take over uh maybe early to mid next season is that possible or you don't see that so
1: it, it is possible here's the problem that is a horribly run franchise sure. <laughs> and Hugh Jackson is a freaking joke um I last year um shoot. What ha- Isaiah Crowell breaks off a 60-yard touchdown run to end the second quarter. Uh, they go into halftime. They're up by three points. They come back. He didn't touch the ball once in the second half, and there were no injuries. Um, they have no clue what they are doing there. And I- I'm very excited that Hard Knocks is going to be there because I think we're going to see just how inept that coaching staff is outside of Todd Haley. Um, I-, I I don't know, man. Jeez. I'm just – I do not believe. I, I think coaching matters, and Hugh Jackson is a great offensive coordinator, but he's just terrible at game management, and I, I just don't think that's. I don't think it's a good fit. Do you believe in
0: the uh, the curse, the curse of hard knocks? I believe in the curse
1: of Cleveland.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Cleveland. All right, so Dale, you're you already talked about your reach, which was carry on. So we'll move on to Steve. So your first reach, Steve, for round one?
2: Baker Mayfield. I don't even yeah. know why he's even in the first round. I don't even know why he would even be in the second round. Um, I mean, the only quarterback that I'm looking at early on, and that would be in the second round, would be uh, Rosen, and that's a rookie-only draft. So Baker Mayfield going anywhere in the first round is beyond me, especially, again, we just talked about Cleveland and that wonderful franchise there. And then you're going to have Tyrod Taylor there as well. So, I mean, we'll have to see how that all plays out, but that's just not a place to take a guy like Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, I agree. He was definitely a reach in there, but I went with the wide receiver. I went with uh, Ridley. I don't think Ridley should be, I don't know that high, highly touted, I guess, you know, he's wide receiver three in Atlanta. Uh, They do have a decent schedule. I got it. He's going to be playing different positions, but there's still two other wide receivers there, and there's no, there's no nothing built. There's no continuity built between him and you know the QB. So I I don't like Ridley's.
3: Rid, sorry Ridley's going to be the wide receiver too. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, in that there's the
0: news there
1: getting his snaps, man. You're, you're not getting that guy off the
0: field. I don't know. I, hmm. That's why okay. I'm thinking he's a, he's a reach. I just don't think he's going to get. He's not going to get used as much as we think, but. You know that's why I'm uh, just coming into this, and you guys can slap my peepee. So. <laughs>
3: what? I've never heard that. You never heard a peepee slap? Ever.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, I have
1: not. You step in not. something and you get your peepee slap? That's slapped? weird, awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, heck, yeah, you never you I've never punch somebody that, in the nuts. That's really weird.
1: Yes, I have done that.
3: Whenever I, I was don't call very it a peepee young. slap. <laughs>
0: that's, that's the nice and kind way of doing, you know, saying it. So. <laughs> Okay. All, all right. right. Slapping it's your pee-pee. That's Steven. good. I think that's is, I think we
2: found the title. <laughs> he of the show. says PP Slap because <laughs> this is a cause this is a fucking family show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so we got through all the reaches. Uh let's go into round two. Uh Steven, you want to read off round two? So round two, my steal is Gallop. No, no, no. Read off all the names of round two, please. Oh, jeez, you want your PP slap? Right. <laughs> Hey,
2: don't threaten me with a good time. P P slot. Not P with a good time. P-p-slap. But anyways, at <laughs> round two. So Lamar Jackson, uh two one, and then at two oh two is Christian Kirk, then James Washington, Anthony Miller, Josh Rosen, Kalen Balage, Michael Gallup, Equanima St. Brown, Mike Gasecki, uh Dallas Godert, um, Goddard, Joe Dirt, uh, DJ Chark, <laughs> and, Tra- and then Trey Quan Smith at two twelve. Okay, go ahead and uh,
0: go ahead and start with your steel then.
2: So then my steel is Gallup. Um, I-, I really like his situation in Dallas. I hate his quarterback. So if his quarterback can bounce back, that's only going to throw his upside through the ceiling. But I mean Gallup at two oh seven uh, to me it is kind of late for him. Uh, I would look at him in the early second, late first. Just because, you know, Dez is gone. They Yeah, they added some guys that, I don't know, they don't have a whole lot of value. I, I think Gallup has just as much upside as a guy like Alan Hearns or Deontay Thompson. So I really like his situation. And to me, being, you know, middle to late part of the second round, that's a steal.
0: No, I got a question for you. So would you rather have Gallup or Ridley? Gallup. Okay. Ooh, okay. i take. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. What do you got?
1: No, I, 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 they're very close to me. They're very, very close to me. And if, if I look at my rankings, man, I keep wanting to put Gallup ahead of them, but I don't, and I haven't. Um, I just don't know how much Dallas is going to throw the ball. So let's just say hypothetically Gallup wins the number one wide receiver job in Dallas. Eh, what's that mean? Uh, you're, you're talking maybe 800 yards and eight touchdowns. That's top of the line. Whereas if you look at the Falcons, man, they air it out. Um, so man, it's a coin, it's a coin flip for me, but I think I'd take Ridley and I hate Ridley.
3: Oh, wow. I, I would go on, on a limb. I know we're talking rookie, uh, rookie dynasty startup, whatever. Uh, I think I, in, in redraft, I'm taking Deontay Thompson over Gallup, um, this year. Do you guys disagree? You have
2: mm. such a man love for Deontay Thompson. No, what? I don't
1: agree at all. I think Where did that come stupid. from?
0: I have a sour taste in my mouth now. No, no. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> guys. But
1: having said that, once you have that guy that you love that's your dark horse, that's awesome. Get him in all your leagues. Um, preferably the league I'm in with you.
3: <laughs> I'm that's <sorry>. me. <laughs> Look, Deontay, Tom- Deontay Thompson is, is a man. Okay, Gallup is a little kid. Uh, Deontay Thompson knows how to navigate the NFL defenses. I think with a decent quarterback play,
0: uh, he can, he can be really I'm strong. I'm sorry. So. I didn't
1: mean to be so harsh. Uh, you you and, guys, I'm sorry.
0: Deontay but Thompson. Guess what? We're not talking back. about Deontay We're Thompson. Us, so <laughs> let's move on. So Dale, since you're, you want to talk, well, who is your steal for the uh, second round? My steal
3: is Miami Dolphins running back, Calvin Bella I keep wanting to say Ballage. Uh, yeah, yeah. So coming on at 206, I just think that's a a pretty good value for him. It's hard to call somebody a steal if it's just good value, but I like his chances towards the end of the year and definitely next year. I don't think that they're in love with Drake. Calvin Ballage is a really good pass catcher. He's really athletic. I think he's like a a little bit bigger version of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, He's fast. He's a good pass catcher. He can line up in the slot if you want him to. He's kind of what they want Kenyon Drake to be. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I think, was targeted the 20th uh, most out of running backs last year and had the 30th thirty most catches. Um, so not a great catch rate for Kenyon Drake. I think uh, Ballage can, can do a little bit better than that. I think he's a good runner, too. So I like, I like his value at 2.6 here. All right. I think he can get some good value. Maybe not this year, but 2019. I think you're going to see a, a nice play from him.
0: Nice. And then, uh, Stephen, who do you have? So my reach he already, here. I think it's my turn. Oh, my bad, John. I thought John <laughs> went first. No,
1: <laughs> I felt left out. That's I, okay, didn't, I, did. Did,
2: I didn't go on my reach yet, but go ahead, John.
0: So, no, I, doing, yeah, I'm still on. We're doing steals.
1: Uh, my steals, first off. Oh, and my wide receiver one steals. went in the second round. Christian Kirk, man, 2.02. That's a steal for me. I have Kirk as my number 9 overall player in the rookie re, uh, rookie dynasty drafts. I absolutely love his landing spot. I love his talent. The only problem that I have with Kirk is he is perfect for the slot. And that's what I graded him out as coming out of college, but uh, Larry Fitzgerald's still there. So, as of right now, they have him playing the number 2 spot outside. And practicing in the slot as well, and so whenever Larry Fitz retires, he is stepping into a hundred target guarantee from that slot position. So um, this year, again, not going to light it up, but rookie wide receivers usually don't have immediate payoff. But I, sky is the limit for this kid. I am I'm very excited about Christian Kirk, and I'm going to have him in almost all of my uh, dynasty leagues before it's all said and done.
2: So why almost is he, So them? why is he trying out to be a quarterback throwing rocks? He should be catching them, yeah.
1: dude. Um, I don't know how to answer that one, but he was playing <laughs> golf, so like I feel like they offset. Uh, golf plus vandalism equals fantasy superstar.
2: Sure, I like
0: it. Yeah, I'll stay yeah. with it. All right, do something. So, fellas, my steal for this one was Anthony Miller. or I'm oh. sorry, not Anthony. Yeah, Jaseki. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> thought Jaseki was a steal. I got it. sorry. The notes are all jacked up. Forgive best me.
1: part of the pod right there.
0: Yeah, I need I need the notes so I got to make sure this right. But no, <laughs> I thought Zeke is a was. steal in this situation. Uh he's the only tight end that really doesn't have any competition that came out of this this rookie draft. Um you know, these past two years, uh, 2016, 2017, 48 receptions, 57 receptions, 679 yards, 563 yards. You know, he averaged 14, 14 yards in in 2016 almost 10 yards in 2017, nine touchdowns receiving in 2017. I think uh Miami got a steal here by grabbing uh Gise- here and his, his you know his schedule doesn't seem that bad. It's uh it's it's like 20th uh easiest right now for tight end, so I don't know. I I know he's on my team as well, but I don't I didn't do that on purpose, but I do think at the 209 he's a steal. He should definitely be up above guys like Rosen and Bellage, you know, stuff like that. So
1: yeah, he went in the first round at the 112 spot in one of my leagues uh just last week. So yeah, some people are super high on him. Um there's not a lot for fantasy purposes in this rookie class at tight end. So yeah, he's he he's shooting up the draft board.
0: Oh yeah, he's he's definitely going to move up, especially like I said, Miami not having any other tight ends to compete against against him, so
2: yeah all they need now is a quarterback to throw the ball. I like Tannehill. Hill yep yeah. <laughs> yeah when, is, when miami phil <laughs> when when he has legs and knees you know he no. <laughs> but he's he's like bradford two point oh pretty much man
0: right oh right. yeah, he's getting there he's yeah. getting there yeah. so let's move on to reaches so go ahead dale let's let we'll let you start off with uh what you thought was a reach in the second round of this mock, yeah, my reach is anthony miller oh. here um
3: I, you know, first of all, he's—I know he's a second-round pick out of uh, out of Memphis for the Chicago Bears, but uh, I, I'm not really sold on him. I mean, last year his biggest strengths were, you know, driving downfield and and getting those long balls. He's not <laughs> he's very long ball. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he's not—he's not very good. Not very talented with the shorter routes and the shorter passing routes. So that kind of concerns me a little bit. On top of that, the Chicago Bears, I do think their offense will improve, but not improve enough to give this rookie wide receiver any production this year. So
2: it's all going to Tariq Cohen on my Dynasty team.
0: Oof.
3: Yeah. I mean, the 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 problem also you know, with Miller is he's not going to be able to get that big separation that he was against his uh, opponents in Memphis. It, this is just a whole different level than anything he's faced last year. In college, so uh, I don't. I just don't think he, he his value is not going to be the deep the deep threat as he was in college.
0: I don't know. I like Anthony Miller and where I he landed. Too. I I um I kind of wish I would have got him over Kirk. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, the more mm. research I've done, we like, should do ahead.
1: it. Anthony Miller for Christian Kirk trade right up right now. I got Anthony. Do Miller. it.
0: Let's yeah, do it right I want now. A wide receiver one. So what? give me a wide receiver one, and we'll go.
1: I've yeah, told you know this it. like a
0: hundred times. Dude, I you need a wide literally receiver literally just one. said I you just, would
2: rather have him than Christian Kirk. You're not going to make <laughs> a trade on
0: the air. But then if you rewind the pod and say, hey, I drafted <laughs> this guy, I kind of want to see how it plays out. But I'm oh, saying I do have some regrets God, not grabbing man. him. He got cold feet.
1: He got cold feet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. We need a name for it's that. Called somebody, uh, like, it's it's
1: called,
3: called the Armando. It's called the
0: freaking Armando. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're Armando. I am Armando right now. I mean, it's like yeah. There you go. Crestbode. I like it. You're Ben Crestbode. All right, let's let's get back on track. All right, Steven, go ahead and talk about your reach.
2: So a second round, and, and I like this guy. He's on my dynasty team, but Aquanima St. Brown in the second round that? is uh <laughs> is not the place to get him. Uh you definitely, you know, late third round and after that. But there's some other players, wide receivers, running backs, whatever the case may be, that I would rather have than him. He's in an excellent spot, don't get me wrong, but they did draft two other wide receivers, and it's going to be a battle to be opposite of uh, Devontae Adams because I don't really care about Randall Cobb. So I, the guy has a lot of upside. I like him, but in the second round, that's too early for him.
1: Yeah, and he, he was the third wide receiver drafted by his own team. Right, like, exactly. I don't understand why people don't understand this. They took two wide receivers that are the exact same height before him. So uh, I don't know.
2: Javon Moore is only like six two, I think.
1: He's six. I think you're wrong. I think you're. <laughs> I don't have any proof right
3: now. That's a that's a strong argument, John. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I'm staying with you. Go get him, man.
1: A <laughs> I think not you're nice wrong. Person. All right, John, he's six hey, three. That's... So he came out at six three. <laughs> Uh Marquez Valtez Gantling, uh six oh, four. Is. So man, yeah, I, I'm not a I liked EQSB before uh the thing. I could say Quinemus, but that's difficult. Uh but yeah, somebody's gonna win that job there and whoever does is gonna have crazy fantasy relevance, but man, how could you take him whenever they took him third um out of their guys? But that's just me.
0: Yeah. And he was your reach as well. He was. Steve
1: stole my reach, uh, which, you know, (laughs) bros don't do that, man. Mm -hmm. I didn't even. I
0: went with. What What happened? Are we done yet?
3: You used to be bros. You used to be bros, and now you're not anymore. anymore.
0: So I basically just went off the position uh, for the reach in the second round. I do not like Lamar at the 201, uh, just as we talk about Baker. I'm not a hater. I like Lamar. I know he's. <laughs> I I can see him starting by the end of the year, but I really think Lamar should be going down. And you know, and I'm going personally too because I'm one of those in, uh, individuals that will always do wide receivers and running backs before I do a quarterback. So it's really difficult to
2: do a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I'll do. You know, one of those Dale innuendos. I'm going to do a. I'm going to do a quarterback, and Lamar would You're be a good get a quarterback tight end to and do.
2: Do a quarterback.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I think Lamar should have been. Actually, down there by Dallas Go-Dirt, which is a great name for Dallas. Dallas Go-Dirt. Um, he should definitely have been down around the 211, 212, because that's where uh, QBs belong. So, cool. Any disagreements?
1: Uh, in a one no? QB league, yeah, this is way too early. Um, you're hoping for upside. The rushing is there. I get it. But the fact that he's not going to play this year till late at best, you're passing up on a lot of positional talent that's available there. So, yeah, I'm with you.
0: All right, let's move on to the third round, and hey, John, go ahead and uh, kick it off and tell us uh, all the players that landed in the third round in your mock.
1: Yeah, so uh, again, average draft position in the third round, this is where these guys have been going in uh, half-point PPR leagues. Uh, Again, this is just rookie draft dynasty. 3.01, we got Sam Darnold, 3.02, we had Walton, 303, Pettis. Right after that, Josh Allen, yuck, 305, Deion Cain. Then Callaway, we got Josh Adams, 3.07. Then tight end, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schutz, Kiki Cootie, uh, Mark Andrews, and the last pick in the third round was Mason Rudolph with a 3.12. Okay.
0: Steven, who was uh the steal of the third round, in your opinion?
2: In my opinion is Dion King. Um, I think Dion should be somewhere in like the middle to late second round, and the fact that He's at 3.05 and a third. I would be extremely happy getting him there just because of all his upside over there in Indianapolis. <clears throat> there's a lot of other names that, uh, that John listed that I really do like getting in that round, but there's, I don't know, I just really like Deion Kane. I like the history of wide receivers in recent years that have come out of Clemson. I've watched them play. Um, I, I just think this guy has a ton of upside and I really like his spot in Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, he stays out of trouble. I think he's going to be a huge part of that offense. I really do. He just got to, he's got to stay out of trouble.
0: So John, would you say that your steal as well, or do you have another one?
1: No, uh, Pettis. Oh my goodness. Uh, for San Francisco. And once you start getting in the third round or later in these drafts, you're taking flyers. These aren't starters. These are, these are guys that you can find a way for them to get into the starting lineup for their NFL team respectively, and then have fantasy relevance. So you've, What I'm looking for is who has the path to being a starter. And Austin Pettis, uh, sorry, Austin Pettis, that's his cousin. Uh, Sorry about that, brother. But uh, So Pettis, he has that because the 49ers traded up in the second round to get him, and you're getting a guy that went in the second round of NFL drafts, and you're getting him in the third round. And it's positional value, meaning it's a running back or wide receiver. And I want as many of those guys as possible. Uh, Jimmy G and everything that he's done. Kyle Shanahan throws the ball as much as anybody in the NFL. And so this is a guy that I want on almost all of my teams just because he doesn't have a ceiling. And if you have any type of value in your scoring format for punt returns, this guy holds the NCAA record all time for most punt returns for a touchdown. So uh the value is insane with that guy. Absolutely love this pick. I would take him... um in the middle of the second round, personally. I wouldn't wait till the third.
2: But that's just me. So after last week's pod, and we talked about this, um, I noticed you changed your team name to Pettis' Penis. Now, you were supposed (laughs) to do some research over the week. Being a 49er fan, did you have any luck?
1: Man, no. Uh, So I went (laughs) on the deep webs, and I've been on incognito mode for a long time. But, uh, (laughs) man, it's hard to tell them all apart. They're just all really big. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <They're> all <paid>. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> nice all right fellas all right that's a good yeah, way to great end hey let's go ahead and uh let's let's shut this down for the day uh really appreciate having dale on uh hey man you bring a lot of information uh we always love having the a team come on to the b team you know one day we'll get it like you guys but dale do you got any uh i'm the, I'm the goddamn host of eat sleep fantasy so i, sh- I hope i did something Oh, for you, you always do something for me Really well. You know, you put me on an emotional roller coaster. So <laughs> yeah. So Dale, hey do you got any parting words for the listeners? And then where can they find you? Uh com. Just go to com for all your needs,
3: all your fantasy football information all year. Articles, podcasts, uh, don't forget the memberships to support us. One, you're getting a membership to help yourself win fantasy football over 150 pages in the draft kit that you're going to get but beyond that you're helping out the podcast so if you enjoyed listening to us for the past couple years um we'd really appreciate a little bit of support uh joining a membership and uh and we're we're going to reciprocate and give you tons of awesome content to help you win all your leagues this year so stay tuned and go to eat dot com, and it's pretty easy to navigate now with a new site so dale you don't want anybody stalking you on twitter no, whatever. I mean, eat, sleep, <laughs> at, eat, at, eat, sleep, F, F. Find me on just Twitter. You a hard time, brother. You, you'll find me. Just Google, just Google me. Google you? I'm everywhere. Dale mm-hmm. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> there
0: you go. He is <laughs> a big deal. Big...
3: Actually, I think some, I just started a new job and I got an alert that somebody in my city was on the website and I think it was somebody at my job Googling me because I, it's really weird if, if we have a listener in Greensboro, North Carolina Email me, but I think it was somebody at my job. So that's <laughs> hey, kind of weird. They're being safe, right? Yeah, um, they're just being I safe. I guess safe. it's all about it's information,
0: weird. right? All about information. That's what we provide. Yeah. John, go ahead and uh, add some closing remarks, brother.
1: Yeah, man, lots of fun. Stay with us and hit us up on Twitter uh, individually, collectively. We are here for you guys. Uh, you can find me at jl underscore chapman, jl underscore c h a p m a n. Lots of fun.
2: All right, Stephen. As always, guys on Twitter at sspec21sspac21, and you can always find me on the ESF page on Instagram. Never, Don't forget to go there as well. You can always, uh, between Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, get back to the website. You just follow the link in the bios. And just to reiterate everything Dale said earlier, we have the website. We have a ton of stuff out there available to you guys. So don't be afraid to use all platforms to traffic your way back to eatsleepfantasy.com.
0: Yeah, well said, well said. And, uh, my closing remarks. Hey, I just want to say thanks to all the messages I've been getting, uh, all the DMs, all the questions. Hey, it just makes me feel like, uh, you know, everything I'm doing is meaningful and worthwhile. I definitely want to reiterate what Dale and Steven said. There's going to be a ton of content coming out probably in the next week. Uh, so just, uh, stay, stay with us and, uh, we'll, we'll get everything, we'll get everything going for the next season. So, and for Dynasty. On behalf of, Dale, Steven, John, and myself. Don't forget to find me at Austin37. Y'all be easy. Come on, let's go. I love
2: it.